2: The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize.
0: Defense wins championships.
1: Pride and passion meet success. You got to love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitney, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza.
0: Thank you for listening to a new edition of the East-West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. And tonight, our special guest is a Raiders insider for SI.com, Hondo Carpenter. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing, Hondo? Good. Appreciate you guys having me on. Of course. Thank you for joining us. Obviously, a very busy, crazy time for you as far as the Raiders go. So let's get right to it. So yesterday, Josh McDaniels announced that Derek Carr will be sitting the next two games for the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Yes, sir, he did. I, I was made aware of it a few weeks ago that this this was coming, that they were considering getting away from Derek, and I reported that. And then I got tipped off on uh, a week before, last week, there were some... Uh, I had reported again that they were thinking about moving on. People said the decision was made. It was not. However, the decision was made on the way back from Pittsburgh. I was tipped off to it that they were considering not playing Derek the rest of the season because his contract for next year becomes fully guaranteed if he got injured. So I reported that Monday morning and asked Josh about it in his morning press conference. And to his credit, he was very open that they were looking at everything. They hadn't yet made the decision, and I know for a fact that they hadn't, but they were leaning towards it. And then Wednesday, he confirmed, "Yes, we are benching Derek for the rest of the year, and the Raiders are moving on."
0: Hondo, in your opinion, what were uh, what wrong this season for the Las Vegas Raiders?
1: I think there are a few things. I think first of all, I think that's a great question. A lot of people just like to point fingers. And you guys know this. You've been doing it a long time. There are so many storylines inside of football season. So there was a couple of things. First of all, Josh McDaniel's system is very complicated. That is a fact, and it is. And I think Derek did a very good job learning that system. However, there were handcuffs on Derek and on things that he could do, audibilizations. But in fairness, Derek didn't play great either. So I'm not blaming either party. It was just a simple fact. I reported, in fact, I was the first to report that Josh McDaniels was a candidate for the job. I was the first to report that he called Derek Carr because he was not going to take the job if Derek Carr didn't want to play for him. I'm the first to report that. I was the first to report that he'd taken the job. Derek was a big part of it. Josh McDaniels came in here loving him. But there are several things. First of all, the team has had multiple leads that they blew several multi uh, multiple digit that they lost where the team. And I asked uh, Mick Lombardi, the offensive coordinator yesterday. and, And I said in my question, you know, you're in a difficult spot because he really isn't the OC. He has the title, but Josh McDaniels is, why does your offense just disappear? Now, I've talked to some players, and I'm actually going to be writing about this next week. I got some interesting observation from players on the inside of where they think things went wrong. Not all of it complimentary to Josh McDaniels' offense, but there are a few issues. Number one, there were times where they didn't take their foot off the gas. I mean, they took their foot off the gas and got extremely conservative. Number two, there were times that because of Derek Carr being injured with his back, it affected play calling. That's a fact, not making excuses. It's just factual. On the other side, the defensive backfield was horrible. They weren't bad. I mean, these guys were as bad as me naked in the shower. It's why you keep the lights off. They were terrible. They didn't get much interior pressure from their defensive line at all this year. The biggest issues with the Raiders were on the defensive side of the ball. But long-term, looking to where they wanted to go, their tea leaves were very clear. They wanted to move on from Derek.
0: Hondo, in your opinion, I mean, obviously, not having Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro for about four or five games, I mean, obviously, that affected the offense, right? So, I mean, did they maybe take that into consideration?
1: Well, sure, they did. But I'm going to tell you, they still sort of won several of those games those guys were out. You know, the offense taking their foot off the gas. They only had one game this year that they were not competitive in. And it was like the whole team had just basically given up on McDaniels. Now, they hadn't. I want to make that clear. But to outsiders, it's clearly what it looked like. Um, the loss of Renfro and the loss of Darren Hurt. But, guys, you remember, got to remember, they've got the man that many people believe. If he's not the best, he's the second best running back in the NFL in Josh Jacobs. I think he's second behind Derrick Henry. But then you got Henry Renfro, who's an all-pro. You're right; he's not there. But you still have Devontae Adams, who's the best player in the game. You still have Mac Hollins. You know, you still had plenty of other weapons. Not having Hunter and Darren hurt, but that's not why the Raiders are are having the abysmal abysmal season that they are. So,
0: with that being said, Devonte Adams, which you just talked to, you know, talked about him. He came to Las Vegas, and he came out yesterday, and I believe you were there in the locker room when he said that. He came to Las Vegas because of Derek.
1: Yeah, it's what he told me. Um, I just wrote about this. If people want to go to my Twitter, at Hondo Carpenter, you can read my latest article about this. But uh, let me say this. Uh, Devontae was very straight with me in the locker room. If you saw the audio. If you didn't, you can go to, again, my Twitter and see it. But he said, I came here because of Derek." That's why I chose to come here. And so the Raiders now, they've got two games left, and and Devontae is a professional. He's going to give it his best. That's the way he operates. He only has one gear. You guys know this. The great ones, that's the only way they know how to play. But having said that, now the Raiders are in a unique position. Devontae Adams doesn't want to play with a rebuild. Plus, if you're the Raiders and you're going to rebuild and go with a rookie, which they're not going to do, I've already reported that, then you don't want to put all that money into Devontae Adams. Now, here is the problem of where the Raiders are. And if you don't mind, I know this is your show. I'm not trying to take it over. No, by all means, go ahead, Honda. I'll I'll give you my insight. Um, Right now, I think it's a 40% chance that Tom Brady's the quarterback next year. That would keep Devontae Adams here. And I I do believe that I do believe that that he would play. To me, there are four candidates for the job as head football as head quarterback next year, as uh, QB one next year. Number one, Tom Brady, forty percent chance. The Raiders are not going to treat him the way the Buccaneers did. He's not taking time off to go to weddings. He's not missing a couple of weeks of training camp. If he's here, he's got to be all in. Now, the advantage of that is is him and Josh McDaniels are very close their families are close, their friends. He already knows the system. So again, I put it at 40% that Tom Brady comes here at 35%. I put it at, uh, excuse me at 30%. I apologize. I put that at, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a free agent. Won't cost the Raiders anything to get him. but I've talked to a lot of people around the NFL and Derek Carr is really valued. He's very much respected around the league. He's going to have plenty of opportunities. I reported a couple years ago that multiple teams reached out to the Raiders and offered multiple first-round picks, including the Colts, to get him, and the Raiders didn't want to move on. So you get Garoppolo for free, you keep your draft status, where you can go get some impact players on your defense. I do expect them to to pick a quarterback in later rounds that they can develop. That's the, the Raider way now, which obviously was the Patriot way. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo. But around the league, there's a lot of criticism for that because Garoppolo is Derek Carr. Many people in the league don't think he's as good as Derek Carr. They just believe he's been used better than the Raiders have used Derek Carr. So how is he going to do in an offense where Derek Carr struggled? Now, the advantage is Josh McDaniels knows him. He knows Josh McDaniels. So I think there's a 30% chance he's the quarterback next year. At 25%, and I think this is the third option, is Mac Jones. I think Patriots would like to possibly move on for him. Now, if you get Mac Jones, you're going to have to give some draft stock. Josh McDaniels, as you guys know, quarterbacked him to a great year his rookie season. He was outstanding. Then they changed the offense this year. And let's be honest, can you blame anyone for not succeeding as a quarterback quarterback? with Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator. I don't think his performance this year should have anything to bother Raider Nation, and I put him at 25%. The last one is a long shot, but it's at 5%, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Now, him and Devontae are still close, so that would guarantee, of the three, that's the one that would guarantee that Devontae would stay. I think he would stay for all four of those guys personally based on some information that I have. But let's just say this. We know he would stay for Aaron. But a lot of people don't realize Aaron Rodgers comes with a bunch of baggage. He's a me-first guy. He's a guy that's absolutely going to point and wave his finger at anybody because we all know Aaron Rodgers is is, is like an ex-girlfriend. Nothing's ever his fault. We all know that. And so that's a guy that, yeah, Devontae Adams is going to like him, but you're going to ask him to come into your locker room, seize your locker room, take over your team. And there's going to be a lot of guys that are not fans of him as well as he's a lone Ranger. He likes to go off and do his, you know, his, his uh, podcast. He says a lot. That's not the Raider way anymore. Now that it's the Patriot way brought to the West. So that's a long shot. I think there's a a lot of consternation there, but let me give you this. I was the first to uh, say this. Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, uh, Josh McDaniels is not going to get a, a year three if year two looks like year one. That's why they're not going to go with a rookie, and that's why there's a lot of consternation with Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, Hondo, but to me, I mean, obviously, besides being a business decision, you know, to bench Derek Carr the last couple games for so he doesn't get hurt, to me, McDaniels and Ziggler, it doesn't seem like they don't know
1: what the next step is going to be. But Correct. Sure. They know the next step, and I gave you the four options. And um, I'm going to say this. Josh and Dave have not told me. Obviously, they, sh- they shouldn't be talking to Jimmy, and I don't believe they have. I don't – I mean, I'm, I'm winking because in this league, we all know everybody does talk to everybody. But they're all friends, and I think they feel confident that they're going to nail and get one of those four. I do believe they feel total confidence in that. I'm not saying I think they've done anything wrong talking to Jimmy or Tom or even Mac, but I certainly believe that they've probably reached out to Bill if they haven't, if they get that far, I think that they would. But, again, or the or the Aaron, I, I think they feel pretty confident that they know the direction they're going to go and, and and they're ready to make the move.
0: Yeah, Hunter, and I, and I like what you said about Tom Brady. You, you think 40% chance he ends up being in Las Vegas. That's why I'm picking to be in Vegas. Honestly. Mm-hmm. It just makes too much sense.
1: It makes a lot of sense, but I'm going to say this to you. Here's the concern. Do you want a guy to come in for one year? Now, if he has a good year, he obviously can sign for another year. But now here's the other thing. If you guys don't mind me giving you some more information, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm aware of your podcast. I know you mm-hmm. like to give the most information. Yes, sir. Is this. Aaron I mean, Derek Carr has a no-trade clause. And by three days after the Super Bowl, the Raiders got to make a decision. Derek is not a petty person, but this hurt. This hurt. He's given a lot to this franchise. Quite frankly, there's a lot of people that think they had a lot bigger problems than Derek Carr and getting rid of Derek Carr uh, seems eerily similar to cutting Jay Cutler in Denver. But I will tell you this. He's got a no trade clause and he already knows the market's out there for him. He's not stupid. He's got a great agent. So does he hold off and say to the Raiders, no, keep me and guarantee my deal or cut me and then I'll go make my own deal. Or does he say, boy, if somebody trades for me, I keep this very lucrative contract, so I'll go that direction. This is going to be interesting right now. The Raiders are playing nice, and they should. I'm going to make, I'm going to make, I'm going to make this very clear. Derek and uh, – excuse me, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler do not hate Derek Carr. This isn't a relationship of people that hate each other. It just didn't work. And so they are going to have to be super careful – Cause Derek can really screw the franchise and to, and not because it's his heart, but because they did this deal with him. They knew the deal they cut and he, he holds all the cards right now.
0: Uh, Hondo. I mean, as far as Mark Davis goes, what do you think his positioning was on the Derek Hart benching? I, mean, I, we're know, talking what about
1: here. I know what it was. He, it, Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels do an excellent job of communication They've learned that from Bill Belichick who communicates regularly with Bob Kraft. They have kept him in the loop. He stayed in the loop. It was not his decision. He lets his football guys make football decisions. And when they came to him and says, boss, this is what we're thinking. His answer is, okay, give me an idea. What's the plan, but I'm going to let you do what they want. That's Mark Davis is a very good owner. He doesn't micromanage. He lets his football guys do it. And when he doesn't think it works, he fires them. But I'm going to tell you guys this Mark Davis has had two coaches lead him to the playoffs Rich Pisaccia and Jack Del Rio. He fired them both. And he has a fan base now that is not loyal to him like they were his father. And there's a lot of people mad right now at Mark Davis. Now, I don't think he cares. He's a billionaire. He's a happy guy. I like him. I think he's a good person. I don't think he's sitting at home worried, but I do think legacy matters to all of us. And I think that's something that's on his mind. He has to understand he's this has to work because all of a sudden he told me personally, I asked him on camera when he fired Rich Bisaccia, is this a rebuild? And he said, absolutely not. Well, it looks like that. And that's why I said there won't be a year three if year two looks like year one.
0: My last questions, and I'll let the guys chime in after. Once this uh, benching was announced yesterday, what was the mood in the locker room?
1: Well, you know, in every locker room, there are not everybody's buddies, and there were some people that were like, yeah, I don't care. But I'm going to tell you, the overwhelming majority of the players love Derek, respect Derek. There was a lot of genuine anger. I talked to a few guys off the record last night, and I'm going to be using a couple of guys' quotes in an article that's going to appear the first of next week. Um, You know, these are guys that love the Raiders but love Derek, and uh, I think there's some sentiment of guys, you know, when the coach goes to the podium all the time and talks about execution. Well, what about you, coach? What about your play calling? What about when we get double-digit leads? Um, Why are we in Pittsburgh where the weather is negative 5,000, and you keep trying to run the ball. Why? I mean, pass the ball in those conditions, and you got Josh, Josh Jacobs. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this: Josh McDaniels has not, nor do I think he'll lose the locker room because of cutting Derek Carr. But I am going to tell you this: the trust level is very tenuous, and I don't think that it's out of the question that he could if some other things continue to go wrong, uh, off-season decisions or whatever, Josh is in a tenuous spot. Now, I think he's a good coach. I know he's an excellent person. I really like him personally. But uh, this is tenuous now in in Raider Nation, and this is going to be interesting to watch. Thanks, Hondo. Appreciate you, buddy. Hey, Hondo, what do you think a trade package will look like for Derek Carr? Well, I just wrote about this. It's not going to be as lucrative because teams now know they don't have to trade because if, the, if, if Derek doesn't waive the no trade clause. So I'm going to give you a complete hypothetical. I'm not saying this is actual, but I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Is Let's say that it's the Indianapolis Colts, and that's where I believe he's ultimately going to end up. And they know, listen, we don't want to give up picks. But, geez, we're willing to pay you well if they're talking to the agent, which they they can uh, if, if with the Raiders' permission, and they say, okay, well, we'll just wait for them to cut you. And Derek's like, I won't waive my no-trade clause for anybody. They're going to have to cut me. Uh, again, uh, how does that go? Now, maybe Derek says, okay, I like the contract I have, so I'll go ahead and waive my no-trade clause. In that case, I think it would be easily a first-rounder if there's, you know, but again, with people knowing that they can wait, I think the trade value has dropped significantly, and the Raiders did this to themselves. Do you feel there's anything that Jared Stidham can do these last two games against the 49ers, And I believe i all played y'all close out with the Chiefs.
2: Do you Correct. think there's anything that Stidham can do to come back next year and maybe open the season as the starting quarterback? I know you you um you came off and you said a couple percentages with
1: Tom Brady, Rogers. Mag and and, and um, I forget who else you said or whatnot, but with Jared Stidham, is any, if, what if he's lights out these last two games? There any chance he's back and probably in the competition for that number one quarterback next year? Well, first of all, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking it. I'm actually going to write more about that on Monday, but I'll give you an a, an honest answer. Talking to people around the league, if they thought Jared Stidham could be something, then twice Derek Carr got injured they put Jared in just to hand the ball off and got him off the field as fast as he could. If they already knew at parts of the season where Derek was injured, but let's get a look at Jared Stidham because they were already thinking we may move on from Derek and they didn't take that chance. And so that tells me that they're not as confident. And that's what NFL people are telling me that they're not as confident in Jared. They're playing the best defense in my opinion, one of the one of the best defenses in San Francisco, then they're going to play an incredible Kansas City Chiefs team. I don't think he's going to have a chance to shine, but let's assume he does. He's a good guy. If he shines, do I think he has a chance in the mix? Absolutely, I do. Do I expect him to shine? No. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for asking. Good question, by the way.
2: Honnold. I mean, wow. I mean, I've never seen I've never seen the the information that you've shared with us, uh, shared with us like that. So I appreciate all that. Uh, But obviously you've been doing you know, you've been covering the Raiders for quite some time. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, you, put the GM hat. What's the first order of business on fixing the Raider? You know, the entire Raiders situation. You know, how do you give hope to the Raider Nation?
1: Well, if I was the GM, you talking about moving today or do you want me to go back a couple days? Because you want me to go back? I, I wouldn't have cut Derek Carr. But <laughs> it, it, I, I just wouldn't. And it's not because I don't think there are other players better. I just think you have a lot bigger needs than Derek Carr. It's like somebody coming in dying of stage four cancer and you say, oh, my God, we got to treat him for the flu. Yeah. The Raiders got a lot bigger issues than Derek Carr. But moving on from today I think they already know what they're going to do when it comes to quarterback and it's going to be one of those four guys. So I think that set aside you've got to begin to look at free agency cuz you're going to have to hit free agency immediately. I'm going to be writing in a in a couple of weeks about the free agents I know they're already looking at. So we're going to look at either, I'm going to start looking in free agency. Then there's a lot of guys that I'm I'm going to have to cut. But if I'm going to cut them, who am I going to replace them with? You know, fans are always good about cut this guy, cut this guy, cut this guy. I always laugh Raider nation. Derek Carr sucks. Derek Carr sucks. Trade him for two round draft picks. Well, if you think he sucks, then why would anybody who knows football give two round first round draft picks? The point is he doesn't suck. That's why teams were willing to pay for him. But I think you got to look at who am I going to get rid of? Who am I going to replace with? You know, they need help on their offensive line. Colton Miller, is a stud. They got some other guys there that are promising. That are that are guys that I think can be good. You know, I think Alex Barr is a, is a guy. Dylan Parham is a guy. DeAndre James. Do they need to go out and select a right tackle that they can trust? What about some guys that are going to play the flip position? They're already loaded at wide receiver. They're loaded at running back. They're loaded at tight end. Although I would personally move on from Foster Moreau, while he's a great guy who who makes a lot of great athletic plays. He's very good at costing them dearly, and I don't think that his production matches his uh, his mistakes. Then, but I think you go over the defensive side of the ball. You need defensive tackles. The interior defensive line is terrible. I think you got to have to look at linebacker. Who we going to? They need to add another linebacker. Then I think everybody. Now, I'm also going to fire a defensive backs coach because you have a guy last year in Trayvon Morrig. It was, you know, part of the all rookie team. This is a kid that NFL people were lick, were just unbelievably shocked at how good he played. Um, I ha- asked a bunch of GMs, tell me some guys on the Raiders coming into this year, not just GMs but executives, that you think are getting enough publicity. I had eight different guys tell me Trayvon Morrick will be an All Pro this year, and I've in talking to those eight guys as the season goes on because they're my friends. I'm hearing things like that's malpractice the way he's gone backwards. That's terrible coaching. So if that's on the defensive backs coach, I think you gotta go find a better one. If it's on Patrick Graham, I think you get rid of them. I don't believe they do think it's Patrick, so I think Patrick's job is safe, but their defensive backfield coaching has been horrible as well as the plays. It's like I said, guys, and I'm not trying to, to monopolize the time it's your podcast I mean your your broadcast. But what I would say is this, it's like the guy with stage four terminal cancer and they're trying to treat a cold. Derek Carr didn't play well. I'm not making any excuse for the way Derek played, but Josh McDaniels didn't play calls, uh, call plays. Well, there was a lot of coaching that wasn't done well. And they came into this season with a ton of money in cap space. They could have gotten some other guys. They could have got out and made some things, but they didn't. They held to the course there's a lot of problems, and and this is the biggest thing to me. They won't get a year three if year two. It looks like year one. Wow. So whatever they do, they have got to be completely calculated, and I expect that they will be.
2: I I want to ask this question, and I'm going to ask it with respect. Sure. How much of this do – I mean, because I'm going to ask you as a fan, okay? How much? I'm not a fan, but
1: if you're asking you as a fan, I'll give you an answer.
2: Thank you. How much of how much of this do we have to put – how much of this is on John Gruden, though? All of this. Because, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Derek Carr from – I think Kendall said it best. I think he said Derek Carr has never had a top-10 defense at ever. all. Yep. Ever. So how much of this falls back on John Gruden, right? Because, I mean, you're talking about – Jose Luzmar, you, you, you know, You're talking about an actual team that, that it sounds like you're going to have to rebuild from the, the bottom up.
1: Well, first of all, I think that's a great question. I, I respect you for it. It's what I would expect from you guys on the quality of your broadcast. And let me address this. Derek's never had that. I had an NFL executive last week in an article talk about it's a franchise that sells to their fans just when, when the organization doesn't follow that pattern. Um, I I think that's a germane question. I think it's completely fair. It's one of the reasons why I don't think you make a change with Derek Um because I think you got way bigger issues. But having said that, certainly, you know, John Gruden is responsible for an entire draft craft class practically that isn't even there. I mean, they went out and picked Damon Arnett from Ohio state who everyone knew doesn't belong on your board. He's gone. You know, they go and they select a guy like Alex Leatherwood, who's gone. So many missed draft picks. It's why there's such a void of talent. I, I, by the way, let me just say this. I wouldn't be shocked that after John Gruden wins his lawsuit against the NFL, if he's back with the with the Raiders. In fact, I think that's the best. I think that's a very possibility. But having said that, I think you clearly have to blame him for a lot of missed draft picks and a lot of talent missing on this team.
2: Wow. Okay, okay. So uh, my last question, obviously you can see by the star behind me, right? And you know Mike Fish, right? Uh, Fish Sports, of course. Uh, great
1: guy how long... great guy great friend
2: that's odd that's great to uh hear but is this is this something that if Dak for instance I I feel that a lot of the, uh a lot of the questions for Derek Carr is it took him so long that you, you know no Super Bowl experience uh no Super Bowl appearance no uh, AFC divisional appearance you know it felt like almost a I mean, I don't want to ever, like, say the fans gave up on Derek Carr because I've never seen anybody. In fact, I've, I've known Fidel already going on three years now, and he's always been DC for life. You know what I mean? Derek Carr, he's behind him. But how long do you think it is? Do you think that you could see this happening again in the NFL? And if so, do you think maybe somebody like, that, uh, like Dak Prescott? Because he's kind of in that similar situation, right? You know, he hasn't really shown that he can get your team to that hump. And the pressure is that the AFC is pumping out people like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, Justin, Herber.
1: Justin Herbert,
2: Justin Herbert, and then now Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it, it's yes, it's it, it's one of those things. So it's it's very. It's do you think that there there's a little bit of that 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 maybe perhaps they said you know what Derek Carr is probably not going to get us there. He's already had enough time.
1: Well, let me uh, first of all, another great question from you. Uh, and let me address it this way. I don't know the exact number, but someone told me today that Derek has had six or seven offensive coordinators in seven years. He's had multiple head coaches. So it seems like every year he's learning a new system. Every single year he's around, He has new coaches coaching him or whatever. Tell me a guy that's going to succeed in that. Tell me a guy that's going to flourish in that. You know, there are some, and, and again, I've not said Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback in the history of the world. But I think Derek Carr is pretty darn good. And it's a small list of guys who are better than him. And if you're going to move on from him, you better be sure that you're going to get more than what you got in Derek Carr. Because I'm going to tell you this, gentlemen. The Colts are a good football team that are a quarterback away from being really good. You put Derek Carr in Indianapolis, where I believe he's going to go. There's a Super Bowl next year in Allegiant Stadium. And if Derek Carr is is, is leading one of those teams... That's going to be a lot of grief on the Raiders. Now, do I think that they're moved by fans? No, I don't think they care. I don't mean that disrespectfully to Raider fans. I don't think Mark Davis cares. I think he believes in what he's doing, and which he should, who all of us should. If we're doing something, you should believe in it. But it's still going to cause a lot of consternation. I had an NFL executive tell me last week, Raider fans need to be real careful what they wish for, because they just might get it. And then all of a sudden, you're going to realize Derek Carr is not the problem. Derek Carr it was not the issue. Did he play good? No. He had a terrible 2022 season, and there's no excuse. It was what it was. But I also know there's been a lot of problems with this franchise, and I keep going back to what somebody told me, and it stood out to me. Several people have told me, but one person in particular, that remember when Josh McDaniels needed help, he got rid of Jay Cutler and brought in Tim Tebow. And this is a big concern. I think there's a lot of concern. And uh, let's just wait and see how this plays out. And I don't think it was Tebow. I'm just telling you what people told me, you know, about him getting rid of Jay Cutler. Uh, To me, this was a dangerous. To me, this is what I said. This is an all-in move. This was either a genius move or absolutely stupid. And we're going to find out next year which one it was.
2: Well said. Thank you, Hondo. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you, buddy.
0: Hondo, real quick, one last question I forgot to ask you. Josh Jacobs, do you see him being a Raider in
1: 2023? Um, I did for a long time. Um, I know that they can franchise him, so that would lead me to believe that there's a very good chance. But this Derek move has reminded everybody it's a business, and Josh Jacobs now has had a lights-out year and there's going to be a lot of people wanting to pay him a lot more money than the Raiders. Ultimately, yes, I think he ends up there. Whether they franchise him or not, if they're not willing to franchise him, ooh, then I think you got a lot bigger issues going on. I, I don't know then if he's back if you're not willing to franchise him. But if they go to him and say, listen, we're going to franchise you, so let's work out some kind of deal, I, I think that could happen. I think that's probable what will happen. But if they're not willing to franchise him, I think he realizes this is the business and he it's the open market. takes a lot of money.
0: Well, Hondo, thank you so much for joining us. It's going to be a very interesting last couple of weeks of the season for the Silver and Black and a very interesting off season. So we hope to bring you back on the show to talk some more Raiders.
1: Anytime you guys want me, you can have me. It's been my pleasure. Thanks.
0: Hondo, and where can our uh, listeners and uh, viewers uh, follow you on social media?
1: Just go to at Hondo Carpenter, H-O-N-D-O-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R on Twitter. You can find me right there. We link all of our stories and everything. And, Honda,
0: real quick, I know you said you have a new
1: article coming out on Monday.
0: Uh, Short preview on that.
1: Yeah, we're going to be looking at – I talked to some players um, off the record – not really off the record because, I mean, they knew knew I was going to use some of their quotes in an article – but um, telling me their thoughts on how they think, where they think things are and what's going on. So you're going to hear from there. I've talked to several of those NFL executives going to give me their analysis of where they think the Raiders are, as well as I'm going to get their analysis on those four quarterbacks and how they think they would fit in if they came to the desert.
0: All right. Hondo Carpenter. Thank you so much for joining us. You're the best guys. Thanks for having me.